This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the forge sapotitude again i'm dave michaels again i'm brian betts <laughs> and we are the cape podcasters again and this is the show that wants you to put your hands on our stabs again and say our name again again because We're- for the first time ever we are revisiting a movie that we uh, sort of talked about in the past yeah. we are talking about 2019's shazam again you just you had to really lean in, huh? I did. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been weird. You're right. You're absolutely right. If I did it like twice. It wouldn't have been enough. You're right. Yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> we saw this movie two weeks before it came out. Yes. We recorded an episode that was very, very spoiler free. We raved about it. We loved it. Episode 21. We haven't really thought about it much since. Very early on. <laughs> yeah. And we said, hey, we're going to come back to this thing and do it for reals one day. And here we are. And here we are in December. Doing it. Talking about reals. a December flick. It's it's pretty much a Christmas flick, but... Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it opens with a Christmas song. It sure does. And, and we'll get there. Calm down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many times have you seen this since we initially talked about it? This viewing was my third. Okay. And have your thoughts shifted at all? No. On this? No, it's they have not. through the roof? It is one of those? so good. Yeah. Same with you, I imagine, or... um, Mostly yes. Mostly yes. Yes. Okay. I think that the the shine has dulled a tiny bit. That's fair, but overall, it's it, it works. And this is coming from a guy who's read all of Jeff Johns' run yeah. that's come out since uh, the the film premiered and now. So there's a, a bit of a different, I guess, outlook for me. That makes sense. That, yeah, I guess. I <laughs> coming from like a like a comic book kind of side, I guess. Right. If right. That's what you're into. If if that's what you're into, just want to get into this thing. Sure. It's a lot to talk about. We should mention it's directed by David F. Sandberg. Sure is. Who, before this, did Lights Out and Annabelle Creation, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen his most recent movie called I Flip You Off for Four Hours. Is that an actual thing? It's just David F. Sandberg flipping you off for four hours. Art is beautiful. Yeah. It came out this year. That's so, so good. Is it like a quarantine flick? I would imagine. <laughs> Sweetie, don't come in the basement. I'm filming a movie. <laughs> I was on his IMDb page today, and I was like, I flip you off for four hours. That's a great title for a movie. What's yeah. it about? And I clicked on it, and it is- It's just got, him. It's got one IMDb trivia fact, Yeah, and, and it is, this is David F. Sandberg's longest film, <laughs> because it is four hours and two minutes of him flipping you off. Does he like change hands or whatever? I don't know. I didn't what watch it. What do you it. think the Guinness Book of World Records like For longest for movie longest of- bird flip. It's a great question. We'll investigate. We should Another time. We've got to talk about okay. Shazam. We should talk about Shazam. We begin, as we always do, in the backseat of a car in winter 1974. It's starting to get frustrating that we always begin there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Real irritating. Location, just real cramped back there. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable position. Right. Like the backseat of Volkswagen. 
We're on our way to Grandpa's house. It's not a Volkswagen. It's not a Volkswagen. And everybody knows Grandpa hates toys and fun. A young Thaddeus Savannah, played by Ethan Pidgeotto. Sure. I don't know if that's really how you say his last name, but it looks like it's pronounced Pidgeotto. Do you think he's going to have a career when he gets older? Do you think he's going to evolve? <laughs> I, I hope so. Ethan Pidgeotto. This kid's got it in his glasses and mannerisms, maybe. I don't appreciate that. I just dropped a Pokemon reference there. Fantastic. And you didn't even blink. I blinked. You didn't even blink. I actually kind of winced. <laughs> <laughs> I think his actual last name is Pugioto. Nah, I don't like it. Pudgioto? Nope, still don't like it. Pugioto? Nope. I don't know, but yeah, he's a Pokemon. Anyway, this kid's got a dick older brother, and they're being driven to Grandpa's house by their dick father, played by John Glover. John fucking Glover? John Thank you. fucking Glover. You are absolutely right. And while he's in the backseat playing with his magic eight ball, which is not a euphemism, it starts displaying <laughs> strange characters. And suddenly, he's magically transported to the Rock of Eternity, where he meets a wizard, played by... Jimon fucking Hansu in his second Captain Marvel movie in as many months. Yep. It's amazing. How does this guy do it? Oh, you're making a Captain Marvel movie? I'll be in. I'm in. You got it. <laughs> Let's not forget. This is the original, the original Captain original Marvel. Captain Don't forget it. Marvel. Very important. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> the wizard introduces Savannah to the mystical statues containing the spirits of the seven deadly sins. You know them. Pride, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, sloth. Is that seven? Did I miss one? Greed? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that didn't feel right. What's crazy is I read them and I skipped one. <laughs> Why did you skip greed? Do you think there's like something in the back of your head just like, Maybe. nah, nah, not me. That's the one not that's hidden deep inside my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to want to talk to you about that eyeball. Yeah. Very greedy eyeball. Got to get it checked out. We'll get there. The last of a council of seven, the wizard has spent centuries searching for a new champion. But before he can select his champion... He's got to test them to make sure they're pure of heart. And immediately upon receiving this information, this kid tries to touch the forbidden MacGuffin. <laughs> and, he, and he fails the test. Kid, don't touch that. Also, if you don't touch that, I'll know you're pure of heart. Okay. Don't fucking God damn it. Uh, get went, out. He went for it. Yep. He's immediately transported back into the car where he causes a scene and his father spins out and calls him a miserable little shit. <laughs> the only way that John Glover can do it, too. Oh, yeah. And he, you miserable little shit. He makes choices and they are beautiful. They're great. And then the car gets T-boned, sending John Glover hurtling through the windshield, because everybody knows John Glover doesn't wear a seatbelt. It's a known fact. And then the magic eight ball is like, find me. <laughs> okay. And that's the intro to the movie, and I yeah. really appreciate that they didn't do it with like a VO or like comic panels that you ignore during the opening credits. They actually, they did the thing. It is nice. And also, I mean, the brother, the shit brother that's there, Yeah, how he's telling Thad, he's like, hey, this is all your fault. Yeah. He's not wrong. He's not, well- He's not totally he's wrong. He's a little bit wrong. No, he's not. honestly, John Glover, if he's got a kid that age, should be able to focus on the road. No, the kid's real annoying, though. If I'm a piece of shit father, okay. so let me put myself in my own shoes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm a good oh, daddy, damn yes. it. <laughs> but if I have a kid screaming behind me about wizards after I just told him to cut their shit- Yeah. We're going to have some words. Probably. And I'm going to turn around and in my fatherly way, look him in the eyes and say, you miserable little shit. Don't make me come back there, you miserable little <laughs> shit. It's kind of his fault, isn't it? I don't know. It's not. It's really the truck driver's fault and T-boning them. How does he not see them stop Right? There's the a car in the middle of the road. Whoops. I love how Christmas music is playing the whole time, too. Yeah. It's wonderful. It is. It's snowy and Merry Christmas. cold. And, yep. It's, some people think that's wonderful. <laughs> right? <laughs> Can you imagine if the song that was playing while it got hit was just like, 
and simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> and then you would just be like, oh, wow, the radio's broken. The song's on repeat. And it's just not. It's actually it's just, just the real the song. song simply that song is infuriating. Having... Yeah, it is, isn't it? I kind of like it. Did you ever work retail? Yeah, of course. That's why. <laughs> I, I'm convinced that that song gets played so often whenever you work retail that it just gets You become in there, immune to you it. you have to love it. You're just like, oh, good. All right, Paul. Oh. Paul's going to get me through today. We are simply having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time, aren't we? <laughs> It's uh, Stockholm Syndrome is what that is. Right. This is my don't hang myself <laughs> song. Perfect. <laughs> as long as I keep repeating it to myself, I think we are actually having a wonderful That's Christmas right. <laughs> time. So we cut to present day Philadelphia. Billy Batson, played by Asher Angel, lures and traps police officers into a pawn shop because he is a miserable little shit. Yeah, that is. <laughs> he does that so he can use their dashboard computer in hopes of searching for the address of his long lost mother. Correct. So- all right, maybe not entirely a little piece of shit. Right, he's a piece of shit with a heart of gold. Right, but then he also jacks the cops' lunch because Geno's. Well, that's why. It's racist cops. If they're going to Geno's, <laughs> then there yeah. you go. Yeah. Mostly because Geno's is racist. There yeah. it is. I, I don't need to beat her out of the bush. No. Go to Pat's. They're the kind of people that, that put out the neon lights and put their logo in movies so people forget. That they're racist that as they're hell? they're racist. So they can, <laughs> oh, look at the lights. Right. Basically a KKK hood. Is really just a Geno's neon light when you think about it. <laughs> what? Sure. Would you break it down? Yeah. I don't know, Geno. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not worried. You don't scare me, Geno. Oh, dear. All right. You're laying down the gauntlet thicker than I did. I can't wait for Geno to show up and just look at you and go, You miserable little shit. I imagine Geno must be extremely old by this point. Or dead. I mean, <laughs> fingers crossed after that statement. <laughs> Gino Jr. shows up like, I heard what you said. About my racist daddy. <laughs> Billy shows up at the doorstep of Rachel Batson, and we get a flashback. A very young Billy's at a carnival, and his mother, Caroline Palmer, the actress, not the character. Sure. Because the character's name names. is, is yeah. not Caroline Palmer. Right. She's playing some carnival dart game, trying to win Billy a tiger. But instead, she wins a small compass because she's not very good at the game because most of those games are rigged. Yes. And then she gives the compass to Billy and says, this will always help you find your way. And he immediately drops it. And he chases after it. And he loses his way. (laughs) Separating from his mother. And he's picked up by some police. And then his mother never comes to find him. Right. This poor kid. This poor kid. Back in the present day, he's, he's at this house. And it is most definitely not his mother's house. Correct. She's black. She is, and he's not. We should say he's not. He's not. If he were, he would not have taken the Geno's bag. That's true. Or he would have just like stomped it or something. Like, ah. Don't eat this. This is a uh. racist cheesesteak. <laughs> the police catch up to him, and they bring him to CPS, who then place him in the foster home of Rosa and Victor Vasquez, played by Marta Milans and Cooper Andrews. They're great. Cooper Andrews is fantastic. They're both great. I love them. I think they're both so down to earth, so cool. Absolutely. They're, they're kind of like- They're definitely they're, cool mom and dad. They really are. Yeah. They rip on each other for being old. It's great. They're not that old. They're not. <laughs> one by one, Billy meets all the other foster kids. Darla, played by Faith Herman, is the youngest of the foster kids. She's talkative and energetic and extremely excited to welcome Billy to the family. Right. She's a hugger. She is a hugger. Billy doesn't seem to be much of a hugger. Nope. Then uh, Eugene is loud and so preoccupied by his video game that he doesn't realize that it's dark out, let alone that Billy's there. Love it. And he's fantastic. He's yelling at the screen, die, die, die. And Darla's like, he doesn't really mean that. It's a game. (laughs) Mary, played by Grace Fulton, is the oldest and probably smartest of the kids. She's on the phone 
in an interview for Caltech. And Victor has given her some advice along the way, saying, hey, mention being in foster care because colleges really eat that up. <laughs> Do they? I don't know, but it seemed to work. Instantly, by the oh, way. Oh, instantly. Because she says it has a smile, like, nailed it. Crushed it. <laughs> got got it. in. <laughs> Pedro, played by Jovan Armand, is a super quiet big guy. Darla mentions he's trying to get swole. And he does the old head nod while passing Billy in the stairs. And that, that's all we get from him. Cool. He's the silent type. Yeah. And then finally we meet Freddy, played by Jack Dylan fucking Grazer. Yeah, he's definitely acting in this movie. Oh, God. This is like his default mode. Yes, it is. This, he's just this guy. Whenever I think of like default modes for actors, I think of Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Big time yeah. for that one. Jim Carrey? I do think Jim Carrey. I think uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, absolutely. Of just these people just following. Melissa McCarthy's way up there on the list, too. Big time. Yes. I think Jack Dylan Grazer is going to fall into that default yeah. role yeah. really, really soon when he starts to get a little older. And gets, Absolutely. Gets more roles. I have something to say about that later on after. Well, oh, fuck it. Adam Brody said that 20 years from now, I'm going to be saying, I played that kid. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, Adam Brody, is he, he fell in that role too for a long time. Oh, yeah. It's so similar. It's great casting when he gets older. It's perfect. Yeah. We'll get there. Freddie is a talkative, quippy superhero fanboy with a walking disability. He jokes with Billy and shows him his Batman and Superman collectibles. And, you know, he seems like a fun kid. When you said walking disability, I'm not kidding when I say this, is the first thing that went through my head was kind of like a schoolhouse rock. Like, just he's walking along with a disability. <laughs> right, the, the disability's next to just him. Just next to him. Yeah, just, like, I don't know. I'm like a walking -like. disability. <laughs> it's like, that's not what it is, and I know that. No, that's... But I, man, I've been drinking. That's fair. <laughs> Are you pouring your second Blanton's right now? Yeah. All right. Why aren't you? Because I've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Blanton's. Get in my mouth. TM. That's the <laughs> is, that their, is that their word yep. mark? I love it. Yeah. Their slogan? Yeah, it says on the bottle that it's the original single barrel bourbon whiskey. Get in my mouth. Get in my mouth. <laughs> Somewhere in a psychological research study about mass hysteria, a woman tells a doctor about her experiences. And she's interrupted by Dr. Savannah Mark fucking strong. He's back. All grown up. Again. Here he is again. I really like how this whole entire science experiment is kind of disguised as a mass hysteria experiment. Yeah. It is very neat, and I missed it the first time. It's uh, pretty cool. I like that a lot. Dr. Savannah asks about the symbols, and the patient responds that she has a video. And oh, he's yeah. like, a video? Show me Put now. that shit on. Savannah watches the video and finally picks up the piece of the puzzle he's been missing. The strange characters repeat themselves seven times. They sure do. So he and the doctor running the study go to his office, where he reveals that the mass hysteria hallucination event was actually real, and he writes out the symbols on a Monsters, Inc.-style doorway <laughs> in the middle of the office. I was wondering why that's where the jazz was playing in the background. It really blew my mind that that was the music that you Yeah, of course. <laughs> Is that Giacchino? It's probably Giacchino. It's probably Giacchino. <laughs> and the, the sock comes out and everyone starts panicking. Of course. Yeah. Didn't Code that the that number that I didn't write down. Was it 2118? Uh, it might be. Something like that. Something like that. That sounds good to me. Either way. Nobody's going to look Mark it up and Strong call us on Mark has clearly gotten a sock thrown on him because he's shaved. He is completely shaved. So, so there you go. There you go. The doctor thinks he's gone mad and she touches the door and she immediately turns to dust, but not in like a cool Infinity War kind of way. It's more of a violent and scary way. Which, of course, Savannah is completely unfazed by. <laughs> it's weird because it made me unfazed. 
Like he was a calming presence for right. me. Right. I was like, I was like, this is weird. I was watching it and I was like, I forgot that that happened. And yep. that is freaky. And then Mark Strong is just like totally straight faced through the whole thing. Just like, yeah, this is like a regular Thursday for me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right, I guess it's fine. She must eat in a Geno's. <laughs> <laughs> and then he proceeds to touch the handle of the very same door. Clearly not knowing. There's no way he could have known that he was not also going to turn into dust when he did this. Ah, I went for it. But yeah. Yeah. Well, he took he did like the static shock check first. <laughs> he got he? near the, the the door handle and it zapped him. And then he's like, all right, now I can do it. Well, I mean, for what it's worth, since they aren't based in Pennsylvania, this whole movie, because Philadelphia. Right. Again, I'm not going to hate on him. We love him now. We do. We do. They saved the country. It's I always have. So. How when he touched, before he touched the door, he says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Ah, because Scranton is also in Pennsylvania. Also Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's really, they're keeping it it's pretty close. in the family. That's good. That's good for them. Yeah. Keeping smart that, move. that Pennsylvania thing. Real smart thing. move to make it feel like, no, this movie's very welcoming because <laughs> we all know Scranton. We're not in a bottle. We're not just in Philly. No, that's right. <laughs> but he successfully walks right back into the Rock of Eternity and he confronts the wizard and he touches the forbidden MacGuffin, unleashing the seven deadly sins. And they all transfer their essence into the Forbidden MacGuffin, which then launches itself directly into Savannah's right eye. Yeah, no, it's not where you want the seven deadly sins to go. You don't want them in your eye. I mean, maybe he does. Seems like he kind of wants it. You don't want any part of these sins, do we? I don't know. Uh, are they going to make me real powerful? They're going to make you the most powerful. I think I might want to try those <laughs> sins. At school, the foster children show Billy around as he adjusts to living in Philadelphia. Again, maybe I don't know. He's I don't know where he's from. He doesn't matter. Back ran away from Pittsburgh. So again, I get it. Pennsylvania. First of all, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Pittsburgh. I mean, if you're that close to Sidney Crosby, get the fuck out. Get out. Simple as that. It's simple as that. Fuck I- Sidney Crosby. Amen. He's the Genos of hockey. There it is. Just the Genos of hockey. I don't know if he's racist or not. <laughs> I just wanted to be known that he's a piece of garbage. That's sure. it. Like Genos. Like Genos. That's so yeah, right. the thread is still connecting. I've told it's you just... that I've had both Pats and Genos in the same day. Yeah, me too. And Pats is far superior. Absolutely. Take the racism out of it. Right. Obviously, that dampers the taste buds at all points. Pats is just, they're welcoming. They're friendly. Yeah. They're not like, back of the line. Yeah. And they didn't make me wear a hood. It was great. <laughs> Speaking of cheesesteaks, at lunch, Freddie sits with Billy. He's like, hey, would you rather have invisibility or flight? That's what I think about when I think cheesesteaks. Lunch. Cheesesteaks, lunch. That was the connecting That's where Okay. Yeah. All right. Want to hear a weird story about cheesesteaks and yeah, lunch? Always. You, in middle school, one of my buddies had a cheesesteak for lunch and then got rushed to the hospital Oh. Uh, a couple hours later, and it turned out that he had to get his uh, pancreas taken out, and he got diagnosed with diabetes that day. It was a weird day for him. It sounds like a life-changing lunch. <laughs> it does. And no one else had any problems. Yeah, everybody so else it makes me think, like, hmm. not connected. But in my brain, always connected. Always connected. Yeah. Cheese steaks for lunch equals pancreas and diabetes. That's right. There you go. There you go. It's the weird things, right? Like invisibility. Wait, hold on. Flight. I want to talk about this school for a hot second, too, because all these kids go to this school. Yes. And their age range. Is vast. It's unbelievably vast. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia public schools go from... K through 12, That's, one building. We all know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how old is Darla? I don't I would say eight. Eight seems, yeah. Eight, nine max. Yeah. I was going to say seven or eight. Yeah. So. But then you also have Billy, who's 
Pretty much 15. Pretty much later. 15. And you have Mary, who's 17. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. They run the gamut at that school. They do. <laughs> How about that? Say what you want about Philadelphia public schools. They're very inclusive. They really are. But yeah, it turns out a lot of people secretly want invisibility, but they never say that because it makes them look like creeps. Right. I imagine there's a reason for this conversation. But... There is. It's Freddie's kind of backhanded way of trying to make a connection with Billy. Yeah. Of saying, like, I, I get where you're coming from. You want to be invisible. Like, you don't want to connect with anybody. Yeah. However, everybody wants to be invisible secretly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got to fly. You're a peacock, Billy. You got to fly. Yes. All of that. Good job, Dave. Thank you. After school, bullies Brett and Burke Breyer literally hit Freddy, again, the disabled kid, with their pickup truck. Yeah. Like, intentionally. Yeah. Hit him with their truck. Yeah, it's a problem, I know. And then they get out, and they beat him up for getting hit by their truck. Yes. They scratched the car, for what it's worth. Yeah, well, he scratched the car. Well, don't have a walking stick. Yeah, what are you, what are you and your crutch doing here? <laughs> Scratching up my car as I hop a curb. Listen, Tiny Tim, <laughs> Christmas isn't for a few weeks. God bless us. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> they strike a chord with Billy when they make fun of Freddy for not having a mom. That's what did it. So Billy stands up to the bullies, and he hits them with Freddy's crutch. Yep, as you do. And then they start chasing him, and he runs... Into the subway. Yeah, here we go. And he barely makes it onto the train as the doors are closing, saving him from the bullies. Yes. And then the subway train starts doing some freaky shit. It does. It goes back to Fawcett Comics number one or whatever it is. This is the origin, baby. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. This is a proper origin, too. A very comic accurate origin of how he even got on the subway to do this. And that, to me, is neat. A lot of these stories don't do that. It's so easy to to kill a Wayne parent off. Right, or it's an so Uncle Ben. Just, do you know how easy it is to kill an Uncle Ben? It, it happens all the time, and it I have in various places. so many friends who don't have Uncle Bens anymore because it's that easy. Yeah, no, it's don't be named Ben. As soon as I find out one of my friends has a, a parent with a sibling named Benjamin, I'm like, forget oh, it. I know what I have to You're do. You're going to have some heartache I know what in the I future, must do. bud. <laughs> I don't have to tell you. You're also going to be super, so that's good on you. Yeah. So you're going to have to learn to live without your Uncle Benny. But, but it's going to make you better. It's going to make you better in the long run. Also know that if your name is Ben and you have nieces and nephews, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I like how we we know we're really talking to one person here. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. Benny, look out, bud. Brian's coming. <laughs> but, but, but Benny and the bets. I can't wait for him to come on. It's going to be so much fun when he's here. going to be exciting. Yeah. So the same symbols appear on like the display of the subway, and he enters the Rock of Eternity, and the wizard reveals that he's previously given his gifts to someone else but they turned evil they killed numerous people and released the seven deadly sins the wizard vowed to search for someone who possessed a pure heart leading him to search for millennia that's a long time yeah and you get the backstory here of black adam too which you sure do pretty damn neat and you see some some of the rock you sure do he's not just executive producer of this bad larry no 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 there's a future plan he's got a face in this movie he does and I think one of the coolest things about this is that you also get kind of the same reaction that you got from Dr. Savannah when he was just there. How the wizard says, I'm looking for the pure of heart. Yeah. And Dr. Savannah even says outright, he's like, you seek a pure soul, but no one's worthy. And when he repeats that even to Billy Batson, Billy Batson's like, I don't no, I don't mm, think anyone has not that. not super pure, man. <laughs> Which is great, though, because we've yeah. learned that there's been 56 other instances of him searching for this champion, and yeah. no one is good enough. 
So realistically, he has to kind of settle for good enough. Yeah, at this point, it's out of necessity because Savannah's got the sins. He's like, yeah. I need somebody now. Right now. So he chooses Billy. Why wouldn't you? He's got everything? He's there. That's it. At That's least, what it is. He's got that. He's there. So what the wizard does is he tells Billy, lay your hand on my staff. Mm. I love how Billy goes, gross. <laughs> right away. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, what, what is this? And say my name. He's like, I don't, know, I don't your know your name. name. Shazam. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's your name? It's a silly name, which is terrific. It is. It's great. Full stop. That's it. It is silly. It is, but when he says it, obviously, he gets transformed. By uttering the word Shazam, Billy transforms into the champion, Shazam. Chuck. Zachary Levi. (laughs) Up Chuck, because he's beefed up. He is definitely beefed up, and this is so much better than Chuck, even though Chuck is totally fine. I wouldn't know. I've never watched it. Up, Chuck. <laughs> and then the wizard vanishes. He kind of, he, he dusts. He but dusts not also. in the scary way that the lady did earlier. In like a I'm free yeah, type like, way. Finally, I can go to sleep. <laughs> it's been so long. While the Vasquezes and the foster kids are worried that Billy has run away, because, you know, he's got a reputation for doing that, Shazam returns to the foster home and he gets Freddy's attention at the window. It's like, hey, it's me. Billy. Right, he holds up a sign saying, don't scream. And then, of course, Freddy screams. Why wouldn't you? Right? And he's like, I said, don't scream. (laughs) He convinces Freddy to meet him outside later. And that night, the two test out some of Shazam's abilities. I really, really, really love just about every Captain Marvel and Freddy scene. Yeah, it's very good. I'm not calling him a fucking Shazam. I'm not. That's fine. I'll do it enough for the both of us. Oh, God. Okay. Would it make it easier if I did and I just like- No. I just kind of like Veruca Salt, put my hand behind my back, fingers crossed, like, I don't mean this. Make sure you listen to Patreon this month. So that night, the two test out the abilities. They discover he can shoot lightning out of his fingertips. He's got super speed and super strength. Sure does. Trifecta. I mean, what more do you need? You look like an adult and you got three cool powers. Right. So they go to a convenience store to buy beer since Billy looks like a grown-ass man. Because <laughs> obviously, 15, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, but he also uses my line that I use every single time I go into a liquor store. Today, I'll take your finest beer, please. <laughs> Beautiful. It's, it's great. What do you think they would give you if you asked for the finest the beer? finest beer? No, I know the answer. This is Philadelphia. It's Yingling. All yeah, day. it's going to be Yingling. Absolutely. Philly. Of course it is. Yeah, I'm sense. still bummed. I know I said this the last time we, we covered this movie. Still bummed that it wasn't a Wawa. What are you going to do? Also, convenience stores in, in Philadelphia do not carry beer. But beside the <laughs> point. But since it is a weeknight in Philly, there's obviously going to be an armed robbery. This is what happens when it's not sunny anymore. That's right. When, once it gets when the ha-has go away. dark in Philadelphia, <laughs> it gets real dark. Right. Philadelphia after dark. The boys discover that Shazam is also bulletproof. I love that scene a lot. Neat. Because he takes the gun from the, the robber. Yeah, and then he gives, and it, he gives it back. back. Oh, oh, yeah, shoot, shoot me. Shoot me. This is awesome. And then Freddy's like, wait, we don't know if it's the suit or you. Shoot him in the face. Yeah, shoot me in the... Wait, what? <laughs> so good. I didn't realize how much I loved watching a superhero discover their powers. Usually whenever you have yeah. this, it's so rare when you think about it. Like, what superheroes have we seen discover their powers? Spider-Man. Uh, kind of barely, and even he says Shazam at one point. He does say Shazam. <laughs> in the first Spider-Man movie, as he's learning to swing and whatnot. I mean, you get Green Lantern, who has to learn how to Green Lantern. He goes through a full training, but so he doesn't really discover them on his own. Right, yeah. Superman, he knows. Yeah. He knows. Batman doesn't have any. We know Batman that. doesn't have any powers. 
It's powers money. Right. Iron Man doesn't really have any because he's just a suit We boy. still get a, a getting used to the suit phase with him, though. That's so like totally fine. Yeah. It's not like this. This is discovering something right. that's completely supernatural. Like we didn't get that with Captain America. He just bursts out of the tube and starts chasing a dude. Right. It's great. So this is very, very unique and very neat, and yeah. I love it. They're actually performing tests. It's great. They are. When they get home, the boys rush upstairs to their bedroom to avoid being seen by Rosa and Victor because, you know, he's a full-grown man, and it'd be kind of hard to explain to the parents. But they wind up in Darla's room, where Shazam is like, no, 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 it's me, it's Billy. A wizard made me say Shazam, and then he, of course, transforms back course. into Billy because he said the magic word. Yep. And Freddie and Billy make Darla promise not to tell anybody what she saw. She's very bad at keeping promises. Yes. Secrets. She can probably keep promises. You're you're right. But secrets. Apologies to Darla. Not her strong point. No. She likes to talk. Silence makes her uncomfortable, and she's almost never uncomfortable. That's right. At Savannah Industries, Dr. Savannah barges into a corporate meeting being held by his brother and bewheelchaired father. I just wanted to say bewheelchaired. Bewheelchaired is very good. Uh, He lost the use of his legs, obviously, in the accident in 74 when he flew through the windshield. And there's a bit of a confrontation between the siblings, which- Results in Savannah literally throwing his brother out the window. Right. And here, we are not in a kid's movie. We are not in a kid's movie. Not if, even a if little bit. If you weren't sure when the one lady melted into a pile of dust, now you're positive. You're positive because this brother's now been thrown out of a skyscraper window. Yes, violently and you go, so. well, he only hated his brother. But then, no, he does it again to a stranger that we've never met who's on the board. Yeah. And, and then he unleashes the and seven then deadly he, sins. And then he releases the sins from his eye, who then slaughter... Everyone in the room. Everybody. Including John fucking Glover. Yep. Yeah. He's very mad at daddy. He is so mad at daddy. Yeah. Who got daddy? Was it Greed who got daddy? I believe it was was Greed. Because he he had the four four arms. John Glover's like, I'm going to pay you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, that's what it is, huh? Greed, you can have him. That's me being a British man doing an American accent. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Strong impression. Ah! (laughs) One of the sins informs Dr. Savannah that the wizard has chosen a champion, and he will be more powerful than Savannah if not taken care of before learning the true extent of his powers. Sometimes sins gotta, you know, dump that exposition. Exposition all over you. That's what the sins are known for. That's the eighth deadly sin. Exposition? (laughs) I love it. What do you think that sin would look like? It would have a large mouth. Okay. (laughs) Not as big as gluttony's mouth. That's fine. Why? For talking. It's gotta, uh, that's it. And it's got to have a large ass I with which to dump. I feel like the eighth deadly sin directed Iron Man. Jo- Mostly John- because <laughs> when I heard him say that, my hands just went. Yeah, that's fair. So, so the eighth sin looks like John Favreau. Looks exactly like him. Disposition. It's got curly hair. Kind of a bigger guy. <laughs> right. It's John Favreau. He he directed such films as Iron Man and Chef. Chef. But then the eighth deadly sin Elf. definitely did the jungle book. Oh, the jungle book. Was... did the jungle book. <laughs> you could see his little stupid deadly sin hands going, Oh, that'll be great. Christopher Walken has a gorilla singing. I can't wait. <laughs> what makes that exposition? That just that sounds great. No. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Christopher Walken, Fat Boy Slim, is as close to music as you should get. But he should do that always. All the time. He should always be Fat Boy Slimming. Freddie and Billy skip out of school by having Billy, as Shazam, check them out with a security guard, Officer Moran. (laughs) Moran. It's Moran. Yeah. We get a classic trying to find out Shazam's powers montage set to Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Don't 
stop me now. Dave, I think it's time. I think it's time that we too. let the people know. This is such a important song in the things we have coming up in January. It sure is. We don't want to record episodes in January. We need a month off, damn it. Yeah. It's really hard to do this from week me. after week after week. So we're taking January off again, only on the mics. You're still going to get content every single week. That's how we do. Last January, we introduced the not-so-super movies. Those migrated over the Patreon after we were done. We talked about Clue, Back to the Future, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and Avatar. Right. So this January, we're doing a little something different. Yeah. We're, well, we're pre-recording everything for you. So submit your questions now, I guess, for, for these movies. Brian, what are we talking about in January? We're talking about Edgar Wright's filmography, basically. More or less. We've already covered Scott Pilgrim, so we're doing the rest of them. We're going to start the month with the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy. Oh, yes. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Can't wait. And then we're going to finish the month off with Baby Driver. Right. Which I'm very excited for. January is going to be so much fun. It <laughs> I is. I can't wait. These are four movies that I've wanted to talk about for a very, very long time. And now we get to. Right. It's going to be a blast. So we get to talk about Don't Stop Me Now by Queen again very soon. It's very, very famous for Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. I can't wait. We'll see you guys in January for that stuff. Yeah, stay tuned for January. Let's keep going with the Shazams. Let's keep going. Okay. Freddie's recording all of this montage, and he's uploading it to the internet, and he's going viral. Like kick-ass. Like kick-ass. How about that? How about that? They end up walking through a mall where Shazam uses his lightning abilities to charge people's cell phones. I appreciate it. And then they jack a vending machine, and they try to purchase a lair from a real estate agent, and they go to a strip club. And then they rob an ATM. You know, hero stuff. It's funny, because you have this kid who just got these superpowers, and even David F. Sandberg would say, like, this is really just big with superpowers. Oh, absolutely. Realistically. So he needs to kind of just figure out who he is at this point, yeah. more than anything. So I kind of appreciate him not being terribly super right now. <laughs> like, he's extremely super, but he's not being a superhero. Yeah, but he's also doing things that are not good. Right. He's really demonstrating the whole not being pure of heart thing. He's doing a very good job of that. The wizard's ghost would be very upset. Oh, yeah, he'd be like, that's it. That's the last Captain Marvel movie I do. <laughs> I'm really fine with most of it. it. It's when you get to the ATM that I'm like, oh. It's not, real questionable. Not so super. Uh, we're we're going to get there with the things I'm not okay with, but yeah. we'll get there. So the next day at school, the bullies begin to mess with Freddy and Billy again. And so Freddy's like, hey, you know what? I know that guy, the Red Cyclone or Maximum Voltage or Sir Zapsalot or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. And they're like, you're full of shit. He's like, oh, yeah? Well, he's coming to lunch tomorrow. Oh, so, ha ha. So that'll show you. This is really complicated because- Obviously, this was Freddy and Billy's thing. Yes. But Freddy is very much taking over. Big time. But Billy is kind of like your reluctant hero of he understands the power that he has right now. Yeah. And I bet he's really happy that his magic word isn't something like the or whatever. <laughs> but that would be very inconvenient. It would be. But Freddy's definitely trying to make this his thing. Yes. And I think he's trying to make it his thing because Billy is making it Freddy's thing as well of like, yeah, he's kind of like my manager. Like he's, that type of he's thing. He's my manager. Well, he's the only person that Billy knows that knows all this Cape Crusader stuff. Sure. That's we have established already that Batman and Superman are in this universe. Yes, this they're... is part of the proper DCEU. We had the Batarang earlier in this movie. Yes. And we also had a bullet 
that Superman stopped, and that's kind of like Freddy's prized possession. Yeah. So whose side are you actually on with the Billy Freddy thing here? Because I'm on Billy's side. I, I think I am too, but I get it. But I, yeah, I also understand. And I think that's important. Is that why I get Freddy it. is doing what yeah. he's doing? Yeah, it makes sense. But they get into an argument over him just assuming and trying to use Billy for his his own. Right, Freddy. I think thought they were closer than they are. Yeah, I think that's fair. That night at dinner, Victor asks the family what they think of this new hero, and everyone except Darla gives their input. And Freddy takes a dig at Shazam, and then him and Billy get into an argument like an old married couple. Yeah, stop calling him fucking Shazam. I'm gonna keep calling him Shazam. Ah! It hurts me so much. It's to even the point where even in the Jeff Johns comics, they say, we should call you like Captain Ma, and they stop and like, no, 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 that's going to probably sound silly. Like, just to avoid the copyright issues or whatever. Copyright's important. It is important. (laughs) I can't believe this this world is so broken that people think that this is Shazam. It's the wizard's name. It doesn't help that in 2012 they just started calling him Shazam. It doesn't help at all. (laughs) So, like, canonically, that is his name. No, it's not. Stop it. You stop it. <laughs> and has been for about eight years. No, stop it again. He's been around for, like, 80, though. Yeah. He hasn't. That's not how that. No. He might be. Oh, he might be. Was it 34? His first appearance was in 1940. Oh, okay. So, happy birthday. How about that? It is 80. Damn. That's a run, baby. That's awesome. I like that you just had that at the top of your, like, you knew it was 80, but you were you were hesitant, and you looked it up, and you were right. Yeah, well, I never, ever, ever will hide it. <laughs> the original Captain Marvel is my favorite superhero. Shazam. By a long shot. I'll explain why we're done talking about this. Yeah, 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 This yeah. butte of a movie. This butte. So at school the next day, Billy decides to play hooky, despite Freddie being like, hey, you're supposed to come to lunch with me. And he just kind of bops around town doing various things, like taking selfies and showing off his lightning bolts. And <laughs> okay, you said bops around town. It's, it's very boppy. It is very boppy. <laughs> but whenever I think of the word boppy, I'm full of anecdotes right now. Yeah. There was a teacher in high school. I'm not going to say his name because he got fired. But <laughs> Fair. Uh, he would always say ridiculous words like, oh, this guy was just bebopping around. Like, he was a history teacher, so it was weird for him to say, like, George Washington, guy's just bebopping around trying to fight the revolution or whatever. That's amazing. And he was always saying bebopping around. That's yeah. what I always think of. So Hitler's just bebopping around. And- Hitler's just bebopping around Poland at a point, yeah. All right. But then he threw a chair at a kid. And, oh. Uh, he he was bebopping around on employment. Was- from on, I guess. You can't just bebop around and throw chairs at kids. No, you can't do that. It was, uh, it was weird. And I grew up it was a good school in North Jersey. Oh, yeah. a charity kid. It's frowned upon. I had uh, an English teacher once slam a desk on the on the floor. Like, she picked up the desk and slammed it, and, like, a kid was sitting at the desk. Oh, okay. But it, <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't connected. Yeah, no, unconnected desk. Unconnected. But she, like, slammed the desk, and I was like, oh, okay. She didn't get fired, though. Yeah. Mostly because she did it because we were assholes, not because she's one. <laughs> Tenure's a hell of a thing. <laughs> oh, it was her first year. Tenure's not a hell of a thing. Good for her. Yeah. So that's how bad we were. All right. Anyway, so Shazam is bebopping around town. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and he sees Mary about to get hit by a truck, so he saves her, obviously, because that's what you do when you see your, your foster sister about to get hit by a truck. And he talks to her. And he's like, oh, Mary, whoops. Uh, I mean, guessing names is it's one of my powers. in the movie by a long shot. But while he talks to her, he realizes that she's upset because she got into Caltech and she's going to have to leave her foster family, who she loves so much. And stupid. Then, um, this is all stupid. 
This is the worst scene in this movie by so much. It's helping Billy realize that yeah, the family no. is who you, I don't know. Family's what you make it, kid. It is what you make it. Also, the eighth deadly sin is this entire scene. <laughs> he happens to save his foster sister while dressed as him. Yeah. I'm doing it because of you. <laughs> he does it. Good. And after he saves her, he has this heart to heart with her about things. And she just breaks down crying for no fucking reason. Well, yeah, because she's sad. She is sad and then just unloads her heart to this weird giant man. Well, he knew her name. Oh, God. And also that she lived in a foster home. Yes. And that's when she was like, uh, I love when he says, oh, this is my one of my powers. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. One of my powers is just. Name guessing. Guessing names. Good for you. I like that he just. After he's like, oh, what are you, you, you're in a foster home, bubble. And then he like, he just leaves. <laughs> he's like, oh. Uh, also, look both ways for our country. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Freddie finds Shazam at the Philadelphia Museum of Art atop the Rocky Steps. Of course. Doing a lightning show to the tune of Eye of the Tiger. Hands. Lightning from my hands. It's so good. It's phenomenal. And I love every second of it. And good good on them for doing a Rocky reference. Freddy tries to talk to him, but he's he's like, nah, I'm, I'm doing stuff right now. He's, I'm working. I'm, I'm shooting I'm lightning a show. from my hands. And he shoots lightning from his hands, and it hits a bus. That's not what across you want to hit. And the bus kind of careens off of the edge no, of no, it a doesn't kind of of. bridge. It very no, it, much does. It does the thing. So he rushes over to save the bus. And it's a very dramatic scene that lasts a very long time, but the point is, he catches the bus, he, he does. sets it down nicely. After he puts a mattress under the bus, and yes. one of the men who has fallen against the windshield goes, no. No. He's like, <laughs> right, okay, do something different. He catches the bus, then he's got to shoe a dog so he can put the bus down. Of course, because comedy. Because comedy. Only to be confronted again by Freddy, who's made it across town to yell at him on live TV. It's great. It's very good. He crutched his way over there. Somehow. <laughs> Just so fast. He did it. <laughs> Amidst all of the commotion, Dr. Savannah shows up and he demands the powers of Shazam become his. He's like, I need those powers. I'm Mark Give Strong, damn it. And Shazam is like, you should go away. You're, you're about to make yourself look real silly. And then Savannah just throws him around. It's so good. Just a lot. Yeah. Just kicks his ass really. He really does. And he also discovers that this is just a 15-year-old boy. Yes, he does. Basically 15. Pretty much, basically. And he, he brings him up high into the sky, and he drops him, prompting Shazam to finally <sighs> discover his ability to It hurts fly. more that you have me doing it just to get through this episode. Yeah. That's actually my favorite part. You finally won. I wouldn't say finally. Good on you. I can't <laughs> wait till we do Iron Man again. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> It'll happen one day, I'm sure. I'm sure. So he learns he can fly. He's like, hey, I can fly now. Cool. In the middle of a fight scene. Yeah. And then Savannah chases him through a mall. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. There's uh, King of Prussia, probably? That's outside of Philly. But it is, yeah. but- That mall's huge. It's a big mall. It's probably big large. enough to fly through. It, definitely. Easily. One would be cool to see in a mall. So whenever I go get a haircut, I go to Sport Clips. Sure. Not a promotion for them. They give mediocre haircuts at best. That's and my true. wife has to fix it most of the time. Yep. But one time I was there, and they had drone racing drone on the, racing. the TV. It must have been on the Ocho. It had to <laughs> it had to be the Ocho. But they like have professional sports stadiums and they set up these like neon rings and each different drone has its own color and they race them. Like they're in sort of like these headsets as they do it. And oh my god, is it cool. That is cool. Yeah. I would love to see that in a mall, I think. I think that But would I think be... it's like too straight away because all these stadiums have like these weird, crazy maneuvers that they have to do to get sure. through the course. Well, I feel like most malls are closing these days, so you could probably repurpose them as oh, without a doubt. as drone arenas. I've seen Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. You definitely could. 
this is actually important to mention for the drone racing. They don't use their real names. They're not like, oh, I'm Dale Earnhardt, and this is my <laughs> my drone. Sure. It's like, my name is Haptic, and this is my drone. I feel all of its movements or whatever. Gross. Or like, my, name is, my name is Speedy Speedsman. Speedy I'm Speedsman. The, I'm the fastest. I'm, I'm so speedy. Look <laughs> they out. They use like gamer tags for the most part. Okay. <laughs> my name is Rock 5. All right, so they try to make it. They try to make it so it's not <laughs> super accessible. You like, there's still something you have to work through to enjoy it. Correct. That's, that's you actually have to smart. Be with the right crowd, <laughs> and they wear like these racing outfits. I'm like, you are not an athlete. <laughs> my name's Torque, and I wear this outfit so I don't get lit on fire when I'm <laughs> moving my thumbs. <laughs> I move these thumbs so fast, I might as well be castaway right now. My best friend's a volleyball name, Wilson. <laughs> but really, it is. But really, it is. <laughs> no, but actually. <laughs> Since they're in a mall, there's going to be a, a toy store. Of course. And because big. I loved it so much. I have an IMDb actual trivia fact I for you. I figured you would for this scene. During the fight in the toy store, Shazam and Dr. Savannah run across a giant keyboard. This is a reference to Big, which, like this film, features a boy turning into an adult overnight. In the film, Tom Hanks and Robert Loggia play two songs on a similar keyboard in a toy store by hopping on it. That's right. It's chopsticks. It is chopsticks. And that is an actual IMDb trivia fact. I have a question. Was the, the Batman thing improv? Yes, the Batman thing was I 100% so, improv. I remember reading that somewhere. But how he grabs the Batman toy and throws him and says, get him, Batman! Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, David F. Sandberg really didn't want him to do it. Oops. And then once he did it, he was like, okay, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all Zach Levi just being great. Right? He is great. At some point during their chase, Shazam transforms back into Billy and he, and he escapes. escapes into the crowd. Right. But Freddy is there and Savannah's no dummy. So he's like, this kid. This kid's yelling for Billy. Was- also, the television that's there. Oh, yeah. it's on Favro TV. Tonight on Favro News 8. Oh, God, I wouldn't watch that at all. No, I might. It would be so to the point. Exactly. Do you know how many headlines they could fit in? Holy crap. This happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. It's like, or they'd be watch like, us. Our producer has ADD. <laughs> there was a murder today, which means somebody died. <laughs> Man, so, yeah. I would watch Favro TV all day. Savannah kidnaps Freddy and says, bring me to Billy. Yeah, of course he does. And that's- As you do. That's that. While all of this is going on, Mary's at home, and she figures out through the TV footage and how weird Billy and Freddy have been acting, and that Shazam knew so much about her, that Billy is Shazam. Boom. Got him. And Darla's like, yep, you're right. You figured it out. I love Darla so much in this scene. She's so proud of herself for not revealing the secret, even though she's like right now revealing the secret. It's great. I think it's all right. They guessed it. It's fine at that point. Yeah. At that point, it's- it's, I love her. She's so much fun. (laughs) Billy shows up at the house, and Eugene is like, hey, Petra found your notebook, and then I went searching and, and found your real mom. And where she lives, and it's two subway stops away. And he's like, "Oh, well, then I'm gonna go see my mom, even though there's a supervillain after me right now." Right. So he rushes out of the house, and his foster parents follow, thinking he's running away again. And then, of course, Savannah shows up at the house with Freddie and takes all the kids hostage. 
But it's kind of like the nicest hostage take I've ever seen. Yeah, he's like, it's sit like, on the couch, guys, hang out. get comfortable. <laughs> We're going to be here a little while. Yeah, we got to wait for, for Billy to come home. So, And he is busy right now. Yeah, he's very busy. He's about to get emotionally destroyed. Yes. Go ahead. Billy arrives at his mother's apartment complex, and his shitty mother tells him that she intentionally abandoned him that day. She saw him with the police, and she was like, yeah, no, you're probably better off. Right. So his mom <laughs> tells kind of, well, I don't even know if she tells the story, but you see the story of the carnival from her perspective. Yes. And Billy's like, I want a tiger. And she's like, I'm not going to go fucking pro, Billy. <laughs> I can't hit the stupid balloon or whatever. Yeah. You're not getting a goddamn tiger. These games are rigged. Here, have a fucking compass. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how after he drops the compass and she's like, Billy, Billy, yep, well, I tried. <laughs> well, she sees him with the cops, and she's like, yeah, this is probably good. <laughs> she dipped the first chance that she Immediately. Got. <laughs> it's like, I've been upset at my kids before. But, <laughs> but I've never been like, do we just leave them? We could just leave them. We can't just, there's ways to find the mom. It's yeah. not hard. Yeah, it, it's I have serious questions. the littlest questions. bit of detecting. The <laughs> littlest bit. Oh, does the kid know his name? Okay. <laughs> We can probably find his mom. That kid right there is probably old enough to go, my mom's name is... Yeah, except... The, done. Apparently not, because he was looking for a Rachel earlier in the movie, and his mom's name is Marilyn. All right, maybe he's an idiot also. So, have we considered that? Have we considered this is a dumb kid who's just obsessed with tigers? That's a very strong possibility. It is. Also, I love the tiger references. Oh, of course. So, so, so much because of Ducky Tawny. Naturally. I love Shazam. I love the comic so much. <laughs> I like that you had to specify Shazam the comic. Right. I feel like I just pulled a, a Kyle Collins there. Ah, God, I love it. <laughs> ah, hey. <laughs> hey, I love Shazam. <laughs> Billy reassures his mom that he's fine, and he has to return to his real family. Right. Well, the mom's even just like, nah, dude. She's I, like, this is a bad time she, now. She, even even now, she's later. like, yeah, I'm not even going to tell the guy inside that. You're here, because, like, you don't exist to me. Right, because he thinks I'm a virgin. <laughs> imagine that's you, like a uh, this, this is my basically 15-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> she was a young mother. She didn't know what to do. She panicked, bailed. Yeah, she left there him with go. the cops. The cops didn't bother trying to find his mom. I feel like they said, like, oh, I thought I knew you were going to be better off with them. It's like, the cops aren't going to raise right. this kid. <laughs> the cops will definitely take care of him. He'll be one of their own. Right. <laughs> New on CBS, the boy in blue. That's <laughs> not uh, how this works, Mrs. Batson. <laughs> the cops are like Timon and Pumbaa, but what if he's on our side? <laughs> Oh, man. But he's just a little kid. But he's going to get bigger. That's right. Maybe. Eventually. With I don't a, know. Ma with a magical spell, <laughs> he's going to get bigger. <laughs> Billy oh, gives his God. mom the keychain compass that she gave him years ago, which she's like, I don't even know what the hell this is. And he's right. like, you probably need it more than me. Both those things don't make any sense. No, nope. Because Billy's carrying this thing around because obviously it's my way home. Right. And he finds his way home, and he gives it to the mom thinking this is going to land. And she's like, what the f What am I going to do with this? What is this? What am I going to do with this? And it, it didn't land on either end. And that, to me, is heartbreaking. Yeah. When you think oh, about it. Oh, absolutely. It's heartbreaking. But then he like he feels like he burned her. He's like, eh. Got her. You need it more than I do. Right. So now he's going to go. You got to find your way. Back into Philadelphia. And as he leaves, he gets a call from Savannah telling him to come home. Come home, Billy. Right. Your siblings want to see you. <laughs> so Billy jumps off the apartment building roof. 
Oh, and he transforms into Shazam and flies home. He didn't it's kill It's a great-looking shot. It is. It's, oh, it's, it's a great-looking so cool. shot. Yeah, there's a reason it was in every trailer. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but I like how the music that's playing as he walks out of here, he's about to go into the jungle of the world, is just... And it's mostly because Savannah called him. He's like, be prepared. Come you on. had me going for a second when you said the music here. I was like, you noticed the music in this movie for a second? No. I didn't. No. <laughs> Good bit. <laughs> <laughs> also learned, can't do that song. <laughs> I've grown up too much. Oweemboe. <laughs> I should have taken the easier way. Yeah. <laughs> if this were the mask singer. Yeah, I'd be like, that's Dave. <laughs> How can you tell? He went through puberty. He's <laughs> <laughs> the only one who's ever done it. Good for him. Uh, that's his clue package. <laughs> I went through puberty. Dave. Oh, got it. him again. Every time. <laughs> Why lead with that, Dave? <laughs> it's an obvious. I know exactly who this is. In 21 questions, that's the last one. Don't give it away off the bat. <laughs> so Shazam gets home. I'm still calling him Shazam. Because every time, Dave makes a face. Because you're an asshole. That's why. And he decides, yeah, i got to give up my power to save my family. And and Savannah opens the magical door to the Rock of Eternity, and they go in together. Which is really just like a closet. It is just a closet that he zaps with the, the symbols, and then it turns into a sure. magical doorway. Rock of Eternity. And Savannah takes the wizard's staff, and he unleashes the seven deadly sins, and they all surround Shazam. And then the siblings quietly enter the cave, and Freddy throws a batarang at Savannah's head. Yeah. It draws blood. Yeah, it does. That's that's something to take note of. Got a raging clue. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps Savannah down long enough for the kids to run and f- find an exit. Of course, the exits don't really go anywhere. You just see crocodile men. Yeah, no, that's a problem. You don't want to see those when you open doors. Nope, that's not ideal. Playing poker. So they ask him, they're like, hey, how did you get out of here last time? He's like, I don't know. I just thought of the subway. And I was on the subway. They're like, all right. Think of where you want to go right now, where you would rather be, any place. Right. And if you read the comics that Jeff Johns run, especially just recently started and stopped because Jeff Johns, uh, he's not a great writer. He's a, he's a great writer, but he is very bad at getting his story out gotcha. in a timely manner. Great writer, not a good writer. Exactly. Yeah. Nailed it. These doors play a, a very large part. Oh, I'm sure. In his story. Yeah. So Shazam teleports them to the booty trap which is the strip club from earlier. Right. It's called The Booty Trap, which I love. That's it's a very, very, name. very, 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 very good. And they, they run out, and of course, Mary is covering Darla's eyes, and she's like, why can't I see what's going on in there? And then when Freddie comes out with glitter, she's even more excited. <laughs> they have glitter. I want to go back. No. You don't take glitter from them. No. And they run to a nearby winter carnival called Chilladelphia. Chill, chill, Chilladelphia. I chill, still chill, want this to Chilladelphia. Be there should definitely be a Philadelphia for real. I don't know how the hell It's Always Sunny never came up with Philadelphia. They did Flipadelphia. Yeah. And that turned out to be kind of like Nostradamus-like. Sh- oh, how about for that? For political reasons. Yeah. Flip. But I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. But Philadelphia, not bad. I'm curious how Savannah follows them into the strip club. Was there like a trail of, of the of the teleportation <laughs> left? And he was like, oh, just follow the trail. I so- could see him now. He's like, <laughs> that stink. Cotton candy perfume. (laughs) I know exactly where they went. This smells like a place my father once took me to try to make me a man. Philadelphia? That's right. (laughs) Philadelphia? 
That's why I like in Pennsylvania, whenever you have like a rum springer with all the Amish people. Of they, course. They take them right to Philadelphia. They got to see if this is for us. We got to make them a man. Bring them to the, the booty trap. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get introduced to bowling somehow. That's oh, how that well, works. Well, of course. Yeah. We've all been there. Does Kingpin take place in Pennsylvania? That's where he finds him. I guess that makes sense. He's Amish. Yeah. Yeah. And they go to Vegas, don't they? Yes. For whatever it is? Yeah. And they meet the other angel lady who was in a G-Men from Hell? Yes. Absolutely. Right. All that happened. All that happened. Yes. It's a connected universe. It has to be. It has to be. Right. Shazam, G-Men from Hell, and- <laughs> Right. And Kingpin. Please, let's talk about Shazam. Okay. How we get the kids at, at Philadelphia, and, yes, then and, we, and then we get- Savannah, Savannah and the Savannah, he's Munsoned out in- Wherever he is, and he finds his way back. Yeah, he follows them into right. the carnival. Doesn't and, want to be months. And the sins attack. Exactly. And they, they are shooting at the Ferris wheel, which almost tips it over. And then Savannah and Shazam fight all around the carnival. And Mary realizes they need to distract the other sins to weaken Savannah so Shazam can beat him. Right. They need to draw the other sins out. Right. They're like, oh, he's weaker when all the sins are out of his eyeball. So let's get the other sins and distract him. Right. But of course, the sins prove to be too much for the kids, and they all get captured. Why wouldn't they be too much for the kids? I know, they're sins. They're they kids. Yes. So not a not an even matchup at all. No, not even close. Shazam finally gives in to Savannah to save his family. Uh, again. Again? <laughs> and Savannah and Shazam hold the wizard's stick to transfer power, but the last second- <laughs> Kicks in the wizard's stick. Yeah, the wizard's stick. <laughs> it's a staff, bro. The wizard's stick. <laughs> okay, fine. But at the last second, Shazam zaps him away and has his family grab the stick. Yeah, I'm, I'm doubling down on stick. Yeah, I got that. Yelling his name. Billy! No, the other name. The other name! That makes me transform into this! And then they go, Shazam! And his power is transmitted to his family, turning them all into adult superheroes. I love, 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 so love, love cool. this show. So cool. I knew that the Marvel family was coming. Yes. And when you actually see it happen, you have all the smoke that's around, and you just see the lightning the bolt lightning emblem bolts there. It's glowing. And oh my god, it is so phenomenal. well done. Obviously, big old fans like me, this isn't the Marvel family, and that's totally fine. Sure. Mary's an original. Yes. But you also don't have Captain Marvel Jr., which mm -hmm. is Freddy. Freddy. And then you don't have Uncle Adam Marvel, Freddy. which uh, Uncle Marvel has no powers, and it's very funny. They almost put him in the movie, and he was going to be played by Mickey Dolenz. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this movie fucked up pretty hard <laughs> by not doing that. Because that would have been phenomenal. You got the kids. It's kind of the new age Marvel family. Yeah, that's how the, the New 52 did it. Right, exactly. Yeah, so you have Adam Brody, Megan Good, Michelle Borth, Ross Butler, and DJ Katrona. Of course. As the adult versions of the children. Right, and here we are. And each family member takes on a sin, and Shazam engages with Savannah, fighting through Philadelphia skyscrapers. And I have another actual IMDb trivia fact of for you, Dave. Of course you do. Of course. When superhero Eugene fires off a bolt at one of the deadly sins, he says, Hadouken! And Hadouken is a special attack in the Street Fighter video game series that fires an energy surge at your opponent, most notably used by characters Ken and Ryo. Oh, wow. Man, the more you know. There, there you go. Of course that's what it is! Duh! But okay. IMDb. So Shazam and Savannah end up on a rooftop, and Shazam goads the one deadly sin who remains. So Shazam and Dr. Savannah are going to fight here in midair. Yes. Whatever. They get separated at a point. And I absolutely love this joke that Such happens. Such a good gag. Where Dr. Savannah is starting to do this whole villain monologue to Shazam as they're separated by like a mile. 
Shazam's like, I, I can't hear you. I see your lips moving. I can see your mouth I moving. I don't know yeah. what you're saying. I bet it's real mean, but I have no... <laughs> and Dash Mouse's like, I'm going to eat his heart from a fucking Thanksgiving Day plate. Like, it's the most mean thing. And it's like, he's, no, he's like, oh, screw it. And he flies out, and that's when he attacks him. They so land good. on this like rooftop or whatever. Yeah, and on the rooftop, Shazam goads out the one deadly sin who remains inside Savannah's eyeball, Envy, which is it's so envy. appropriate. Right? And it leaves Savannah's eye... And it tackles Shazam, who, of course, yells his name, calling the lightning bolt down, and kind of explodes Envy. Right. I kind of took it as a shot at Captain Marvel because of Brie Larson playing Envy in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's right. Envy Adams. These movies just didn't get another, along. Another connection to- Which isn't true. To, not at all. Captain Marvel was very, unfortunately, famously trolled. Yes. Just because people are uncomfortable with women leads in anything. Right. And it's to the point that Zach Levi even said, like, guys- yeah. You don't have to pick and choose. Right. It's not a competition, guys. We're both superhero movies. I can't wait to see the Captain Marvel Marvel movie. I, it's going to be great. Yeah. You don't have to pick and choose. Stop. They even posed together in full costume and put out like pictures. Yeah. That, and like, that shouldn't have we to We are both in, in support of each other's movies. Why you guys got to be douchebags? You know why. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's that is a problem. But anyway- as Envy leaves Savannah's eye, he becomes mortal, and he was flying, and now he is falling, and not yep. with style. No. He catches himself on, on the roof, but then, uh, then of course, once Shazam Shazam aways the, the Envy, he falls off the building. Yeah. And then, of course, Shazam re-Shazams and, and catches him before he hits the ground. Of course it does. Because we can't have 19 deaths in this movie, just 18. Just 18. And uh, he brings him back to the carnival and rips out his magical eyeball. We see him rip out the magical eyeball. We sure do. It's very gross. It is very gross. And all the sins go back into the eyeball. So Shazam has effectively saved the day. Yay! And now the Shazamily basks in the cheers <laughs> of the crowd. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I had to. You, you quadrupled down. Or I had written Shazam family. And then I was like, no, that, no. that deserves to be portmanteaued. Right. <laughs> Good for you. I'm proud uh, of you. They bask in the cheers of the crowd, and they take the eyeball back to the Rock of Eternity, which they dubbed their new lair. They got very excited because there's a lair joke earlier, how they go to a real estate agent yep. asking for a lair, maybe on a cliff or something. You need one bathroom or seven. Yeah, bedroom. One bedroom or seven. That because, is it. Because he doesn't know if he wants to bring... He's like, what am I? The new foster family? <laughs> right. And Freddy gets Is the offended. Justice League a foster family? Yes. Okay. Basically. Let's keep going. Batman loves perfect. just adopting orphans. No. Nope. <laughs> he likes adopting cannon fodder, if anything. That is fair. Uh, they return the sins to their statue form, and then uh, they go back to the foster home where everybody's back and just human children again. Right. We're family. Hanging out, watching the newscast of the carnival instance where you get your prototypical Philly Santa Claus describing the events. The Santa Claus went through hell this movie. Oh, he sure did, but he's very Philly at the end. He's the way very, he's... very Philly. Pukes on a child. <laughs> I got to get one Philly shot in there. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's so good to our country. Got to get one. The Foster family all talk and laugh, and Billy finally feels happy and safe accepting a family. Right. It's a lot like the end of an insane clown posse show or whatever, where they start chanting, family, family. It's exactly Family. And then they start spraying Fago on each other. It's great. <laughs> hey, it's really confusing end of this movie. <laughs> how, uh, how the dad, Victor, comes out just full face paint. Yeah. It was very weird to me. But I mean, and, I get it. And they're all like magnets. <laughs> How do they work? 
Uh, at school, Freddy sits down at the lunch table, and, and the entire table leaves because they're like, oh, this fucking kid. Fuck this kid. And then all of his siblings come and sit with him, and then he's like, you don't even have this period lunch. And right. And they're like- You're nine. You're 12. <laughs> you're 17. What's happening? And then uh, Shazam shows up, and he's like, hey, Proper Shazam. Right. Shazam in full right. Zach Levi-ness comes out and he's like hey everybody this is freddy he's my best friend he taught me everything i know about superheroing also i brought another friend with me in walks superman from chest to belt right <laughs> and not henry cavill not henry cavill not important the suit it's the suit and, and actually david f sandberg said it worked better that they didn't reveal the face I agree. I think uh, it lands so effectively because Freddy's look is like, what? Yeah, it's amazing. And and that's almost the end of the movie. We get a mid credit scene where Savannah is in a prison cell doodling some symbols all along the wall in a futile effort to reopen the portal. And you saw this movie with me in theaters. And, and you and lost your shit. I lost my fucking mind <laughs> at this. And it was referenced earlier in the movie too, but it here it came full force. Yeah, because sitting on the, the windowsill of this cell, is a little alien worm, Mr. Mind. Yeah, it is. Who tells him the seven realms will be theirs. And that is a full lean into the Jeff Johns run that he did, but Mr. Fucking Mind. Mr. Fucking Mind. Holy shit. There he is. That's so exciting. And then we also get a post-credit scene where Shazam tries to talk to fish a la Aquaman. I like how he's talking to a fish bowl itself. Yeah. And he's like having a conversation. He's like, this is stupid. This isn't going to work. And Freddy's there wearing his Aquaman shirt. He's like, I mean, you could command like millions of fish or whatever. And he's like, I guess. But what's cool about that? <laughs> I like how they take the shot there. That's appropriate. It is appropriate. Take the shot on Aquaman if you can. But that is Shazam from 2019, directed by the David F. Sandberg. I love this fucking movie it's so much. It's a good movie. It really, really is. And it's one of those movies that if you have somebody who says, like, I don't like DC, I don't like DC, I don't like DC. I mean, that's a weird pigeonhole. It, it is a pigeonhole, though. Yeah. And people put themselves into that pigeonhole. They do. Because we're on the internet and we see what people say. <laughs> this movie kind of hits the, the best of both worlds there. Oh, big time. Where it takes the very lightheartedness of a Marvel film, yeah. but it mixes the very, very darkness of a, of a DC movie. Big time. And it was, it, it was a very Marvel move to take this pretty much unknown director and say, have a fucking blast. Have a ball. Have a great time. Go to town. And you know what? In fact, you're probably going to do such a great job voice Mr. Mind at the end. Yeah. And they did. And play did all that. play the alligator men. Exactly. <laughs> this is such a weird turn for DC. It really is. And the crazy part is that if you ever read the comics about it, Captain Marvel is a really goofy character. His nickname is the Big Red Cheese. Right. And here you fully see why. He's a very fun-loving character. He wants to be a superhero. He's a yeah. kid yeah. who magically becomes a superhero. We've all been there. Absolutely. We've all wanted to be that superhero, and this is a kid who he got his wish. This is like Justin from Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. I, I suppose so. <laughs> I wish you would never bring up that. Uh, I it's had something to. I love. I had to. But I love Shazam because it mixes that light and the dark. Yeah, A lot of the time you don't get that because if you like Batman, it is mostly dark with very small hints of very lightheartedness. Yeah. If you like Superman, you get a little bit more of it because some of the things are goofy. It really involves like his pal that's, Jimmy Olsen. That's more self-awareness of, and that's of Superman being do. its own thing. But, but yeah. Captain Marvel himself, 
he very much is self-aware of who he is. Yeah. And this one especially is more modern than any version we've seen because the biggest issue I've seen so far in this movie is I don't care for Asher Angel most of the time. Really? Because I think he does a good job, but I also think Zach Levi does a good job. Zach Levi does But the problem is, is that they're not the same character. No. They're... And they're meant to be the same character. That is that a problem. Is definitely the biggest issue of this movie. Yeah. I think that that's a good thing, though, in a lot of ways, because when you look at Billy Batson, Billy Batson versus Captain Marvel, they're not the same character. Right. By any means, when you look at the old comics, there is a vast difference here. And I think the issue is that Zach Levi plays down too much, like lower yeah. than what Asher Angel's playing to. I think Asher Angel's also playing it up. Asher Angel does a very good job on the dramatic side of it, yeah. despite him dropping one-liners left and right. <laughs> I suppose. But that's the complicated part about this story, is how do you take a character who's trying to act more mature and try to be more independent and self uh, like reliant on himself yeah. who doesn't want to be in this foster system that well, he's kind think... of stuck in versus a character now who's all grown up and kind of needs the support more I than anything it... in the world because now he's out of his element. Totally makes sense though that Asher Angel has all these pressures on him as a child that he has to deal with and once he becomes Shazam he's free and he he's can not do free, whatever though. he wants. He's not free though because now he needs support more than ever. It's a fish out of water. This character now of Captain Sparklefingers or whatever they call him throughout this movie, Thundercrack. Thundercrack is a good one. It's a very good one. He is so uncomfortable as a superhero that he needs the support, but at the same time, he also wants to be this superhero. Oh, absolutely. And as Zach Levi even said, he's like, I wanted to play this character because this is one of the few char- like actual superheroes who wants to be a superhero. Yeah. And he's not wrong. Yeah. There's a reluctancy if you look down the gamut of all these characters of, let's even look Marvel, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk. They don't want to be superheroes. Right. They just want to kind mm. of sort of help. I don't know. In their own ways. Two of those examples seem like they kind of want to be heroes. They want to be heroes. They don't want to be superheroes. Okay. Captain America's not a superhero. Well, he is a superhero. He is. Uh, he wants com- to be a hero. Not necessarily. The superhero was the fastest way for him to get there. I think you're right about that. And Iron Man, I think, just wants the notoriety without all of the, the work. Right. And he even announces that at the end of the first Iron Man movie, saying, I am Iron Man. Yeah. But Shazam wants to be a superhero. Captain Marvel wants to be a superhero. Yeah. I think that is so important to this story here because you see an arc of a guy who's trying to figure out what his actual powers are. Realizing his responsibility, realizing the support that he has underneath it all, and then growing from there. Mm-hmm. He finally fits into some sort of mold, some sort of family that's never had before, some sort of structure. Yeah. And I think structure is the most important thing that he can possibly have because that's what enables him to succeed in this movie. Sure. I could see that. That's, that makes sense. I'm just saying that the goofiness of Zach Levi makes sense in, a, in terms of I'm an adult now. Like, I don't have these these pressures of the, the childhood version of myself. Like, I can be goofier, and it doesn't it doesn't not make sense. So you're saying that if Asher Angel had more of this confidence, this would be who he would be? Either the confidence or not all of the restraints of, like, you're going to do things my way right now because you're just a kid. That's pretty fair, then. So that does make sense. Yeah. So So I can understand why he'd be a little bit goofier as an adult version of himself. That's pretty Because he feels like he can get away with more. Because he, he loves getting can. away with things. He <laughs> loves it. It's his favorite thing is getting away with things. Yes. 
I love this movie. It's very good. I love it so damn much, and people are insane if they don't, in my mind, and I rarely say that. I think that is true. One of those movies that really hits every single mark that you're looking for, for just entertainment and story and character. Check every box. I always say you like it what you like, and if you don't like this, you might be wrong for the first time ever on the show. Wow. Taking a stance. I think it's necessary. This is my character. This is your this character. This doesn't happen all the time. It's fair. Brian, let me ask you this. Rotten Tomatoes, 1-100. One, one Go ahead. Oh, the no. numbers changed since we did it. Okay, good. So that's good. Because we, was... we did it, and we were actually saying what it was like in real time. Oh, right. I remember 21. that. Yeah. <laughs> now it's been pretty much set in stone. Yeah. I um I actually don't remember what it was back then, but I'm going to say like 89. You know what? Next time you have an inkling of what you think it actually is. Yeah. Go up one or go down one. Don't say what you think it, okay. it is. Just change this it. Is, this is 90%. Oh, okay. I was so far off. Damn it. Ah. <laughs> you've been doing that, though, a the thing lot is, like, lately. <laughs> it's weird that I was so specific with 89 because normally I'd say around 90, and that time I would have been right. Yeah, well. Well. Not this time. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Audience score is 82%. Roger Ebert did not see this movie. Why? He had soccer practice. Okay. He was learning uh, his free kicks. Well, I hope somebody remembered to bring the orange slices. His mother did. Good. Brought them to him. And I don't know how you eat an orange slice without a bottom jaw, but he did it. At this point, the man doesn't even have a top jaw. did it. (laughs) That's not a thing, top jaw. That's just just the skull. skull. The skull. It's part of the skull. The jaw is one one bone. Exactly. It's its own thing. The mandible. That's right. (laughs) Whoops. Yeah, he's dead. That's why I didn't see it. That's the joke, guys. Nope. Nope. Soccer practice. That's why. The great big soccer practice in the sky. That's what they all call it. <laughs> People who didn't see it, though, are Moira McDonald from the Seattle Times. Not she Moira. said, this movie is basically big with a superhero. Need I say anything more? That premise already has you in the popcorn line, right? Mm, David F. Sandberg popcorn. said all that stuff yep. up front. So, uh. Good Not job. impressive. Good job on your review. You you read what the director said and said, yep, we're going to use that. Selling uh, the refreshments there. That's where movie theaters make their money. It's true. So good on you like, for supporting your local theater. Get that 600% markup. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Jones from The Observer said, Shazam is as blandly presentational as a market research PowerPoint. I don't know what that means. I don't either. It's one of those where I thought he was trying to be clever, and I went, Nope, that's nothing. That is nothing. That's you trying to write a book of it's funny a pa- this, witticisms. This movie is a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, I don't get the PowerPoint thing at all. It's weird. Yeah. Presentational. Yeah, is right. that not what you want your movie to be? You do, but uh, have you ever sat through anything that's just, they're reading off a PowerPoint for the most part? It's a yes. goddamn Lots of times. nightmare. It's like, that's bad manager. <laughs> if I've ever seen one in my life. And the bad manager's on Amazon.com. Ha <laughs> ha! Segway. They gave this thing a 4.4 out of 5. Okay. Which is actually a bit low. That's lower than usual. In my mind. Out of 21,000 reviews plus. Wow. I'm rounding down at this point. I it's feel like easier. when we first reviewed it, there were like two. There were zero? There were zero. Because we saw it two weeks before this movie came out? Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Nobody else had seen it? Right. This movie has 66% five star, which okay. is low. That is very low. It has 3% one star, which is high. Yeah. Got 217 one star reviews that I took the time to read. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Most of them were just kind of, this is stupid. This is pointless. This is a waste of money. Oh, yeah. The 2019 of reviews. Ah, uh, yes. 
So let me start with from August 19th, 2019. I was expecting something fun and lighthearted, but I'm not sure what I got. I continue to be disappointed by DC films. Of course you are. The maturity level between Billy and Shazam was incongruous. Billy is 14 years old, but Shazam behaves like an eight-year-old. Shazam's full discovery of powers was a missed opportunity. Then we get a superhero showing off for money. Yeah, like a 14-year-old would do. Or like a Spider-Man would do. Yeah, that's true, too. In his origin. So... From September 17th, 2019, could anything be worse than Green Lantern? Yep. No. This movie was... <laughs> Spawn. Green Lantern. Totally fine. Also Spawn. Much, 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 much worse than Green Lantern. Much worse. Shout out to our good friend John Logosama on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we have got to be careful. I'm learning that. Because we? we've had John Logosamo now, like what we've done on Instagram. Yes. We had recently... Tate Donovan from G-Men from Hell. He sure did. Like us on Instagram. Yeah. What's happening? Uh, I feel like, oh, also the Pink Ranger from Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. That's also correct. And Lloyd the, Kaufman, our, our best Lloyd friend. Lloyd Kaufman and the villain from Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. So like. Wait, the lady villain? Yeah. Well, you didn't tell me that. Oh, yeah. She liked the shit out of it. Are you kidding me? I think she even left a comment that was like heart emoji. Okay. Yeah. Well. There's probably um, that comment about the thing that, that dads and, and sons bonded on in the movie theater. If she listened to it, she'd know. It's Bank Bank's full, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of these people actually listen to the episodes. They just go, first of all, hey, you're talking about me. Like. <laughs> good. That's a good thing that they're uh, not listening. Yeah, if only they knew. Yeah. Uh, well, no, the villain lady would know. Fully on board with her. We love her so much. It's true. Tate Donovan, though. Not going to be happy. Him and John Leguizamo. You said some really mean things about Tate Donovan. Well, yeah. Until the other guy showed up in the movie, and you were like, actually, he was worse. So you're saying <laughs> I made it better. Nah. I put a band-aid on my Tate Donovan comment. I don't know. Okay. If I'm Tate Donovan, I stop listening before you redeem him. Very fair. <laughs> <laughs> Our Instagram's weird. Go follow it. <laughs> it's, there's some weird stuff happening over there. From September 20th, 2019, they said, movie is very dark, thought it was a comedy. But too many demonic things to enjoy at all. Well, but then it goes right into from October twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. This is not a movie that will interest adults. We'll make up belong your mind. on Disney or Nickelodeon. First of all, never going to go to Disney. No, definitely not for many, many a reason. People they, can't decide what this thing is. No, they really. And I can't. think that's kind of the brilliance behind it because this is a very lighthearted movie, but it also has that extreme darkness to it, which actually totally helps land the villain. I think. Otherwise, if you have everything be campy and fun, then who's going to care? There's no stakes. You're not going to care. Right. And I think the stakes itself are fantastic because the villain doesn't even get defeated in a beat-em-up. Right. He gets defeated because you have this little shithead kid who's able to annoy <laughs> Envy out of him he's, for the most part. able to annoy one of the seven deadly sins enough that he wins. Right. Everyone should love this movie because realistically, Billy Batson just trolls Envy. That's it. And Envy looks like a troll. Nailed it. They all look like trolls. Beautiful. Actually, they're supposed to look like the terror dogs from Ghostbusters. That was the inspiration. I very much like that, and I think they actually land it when you put oh, it that way. Yeah. From December 11th, 2019, come the end, this is a Power Rangers movie. It kind of is. It kind of gets to that point a little They're all wearing bit. different colors. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't terribly happy about that comment. I thought it would be necessary to read here, though. Oh, uh, that's fun. No, it's not. Uh, I actually like this movie more now. Oh, 
<laughs> Great. I'm so happy. And the last one I have is from August 25th, 2019. I prefer the Shaq version. Yeah, everybody does. Because, of course, Kazam needs to come up somewhere in this. I'm happy that the Ginger Skull Dave Novak did not get his stupid, grubby, little dumb mitts on it before Speaking we Speaking of no. him. No. Are you done with your, your, your one star? I'm stars? done with my, what do you got? I'm, I'm done. Gonna, I'm done. We got an email from the Ginger Skull. And this, this was not an intentional segue. I was going to say, it didn't feel everybody. like an intentional segue, <laughs> but it works as one. So I'm just going to do this now. Why does he keep writing in? Because at the end of every episode, we say, hey, if you have anything to say, send it to kpodcasters.com. And he likes doing it because he thinks he's funny. He's a monster. Ahoy, hoy, Cape Podcasters. That's what I hate most about him. All right. <laughs> it is I, the exhilaratingly extraordinary and excellence of execution, the Ginger Skull. That's not even a grammatically correct sentence. No, he's an idiot. Burn. We know that. You've all heard him on this show. He's an idiot. I'll assume that you've already put up that see-through charade of yours pretending to be upset you received an email from God me. God damn it! <laughs> he's I, so on fucking point! I know how you two work. But did you really expect that you could slip a ginger people have no souls comment in your episode on Hellboy without a retort from me? Yes. The answer should be no. Damn it. No, you shouldn't have. So here are my retorts. Retort number one. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Fair. All right. Retort number two, to put it in Susian language that Dave can understand, would you like some <laughs> green eggs and go fuck yourself? <laughs> oh, the places you'll go fuck yourself. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue, fuck yourself. <laughs> Mr. Brown can go fuck himself. Can you? Oh, my goodness. That, all is, right. that is all. Lovingly yours, the ginger skull. P.S. What a charming episode you did on Richie Rich. That little rapscallion and his lovable antics are a greater reminder that we should all eat the rich, seize the means of production, and redistribute their wealth. Mostly to me, but please don't say that part out loud. All right, we won't. PPS. Oh, come on. It's been over 100 episodes. Live up to your promise already and cover Catwoman, you cowards. No. Um, I had thought people forgot about that. I thought people forgot about that, too. Why is he a person in my life? That was a very <laughs> early bit from like the first... Yeah, four or five episodes. Every episode saying we were going to cover Catwoman next, knowing that we were never going to do it. Yeah, and now we've been called out. I'll do Catwoman on the condition that he's the guest. That only seems fair. I'm not going to suffer through this thing alone. And it's not going to happen until somewhere in 2021. Right. When life is a little bit better, just overall. When life is better, then we can can submit ourselves to the torture of Catwoman. Right. That seems fair. Thank you, Ginger Skull Dave Novak, for writing in. I'm surprised you're thanking him. (laughs) I guess. I'll treat him like everyone else for once. That's fair. I hate him and I love him. That's that's what hurts the most. That is the exact right emotion, the mixture thereof. Please, let's give this thing a super sub score. I know you want to do that, but I think first... And now for another edition of the Cape Podcasters Theater. This week's Cape Podcaster Theater is, of course, brought to you by Keaton Patty, as of always. Uh, and this one, he forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of Rocky movies. <laughs> oh, God. Because we're in Philadelphia. Right. We were on the Rocky okay. Steps. We did the, the, the Eye of the Tiger. We did the thing. Right. So we are going to be doing Keaton Patty's bot script for Rocky 14455. Of course. Which is in Roman numerals. X-I-V-I-V-V-V. Of course. It uh, is. Of course. I mean, I think the best Rocky joke that's ever been written is from Spaceballs. Rocky 5. 
thousand. <laughs> yes. Also, great movie. It is. Uh, in this, I will be doing the narration as always, and I will also be playing the Russian boxer. Dave, you're going to be Rocky. Oh! Yeah. Do I do the Stallone? I would prefer if you did. Okay. So I was waiting for you to say, didn't. Oh, no, no, no. I like to lean in on these. Rocky 14455, Rocky Boxes. Exterior, Philadelphia, PA, city of bothersome love. <laughs> Not wrong. We see Rocky, who is so Italian he is American. His job is climbing steps, but he also punches for money. Rocky is next to Liberty's Bell, drinking eggs straight from chicken. I win, eggs lose. Rocky punches Liberty's Bell, and it boxing rings a sound so far that it goes even to planet Russia. <laughs> Exterior, Russia, no buildings on planet. The sound of liberty wakes everyone in Russia. They are mad, losing dreams of snow and sharing. One Russia boxer <laughs> sits in his steel bed and rips off his sheet of Vladimir linen. <laughs> I must break America's rock. Vladimir he... linen is such a good joke. <laughs> he punches himself into earth. Exterior, Philadelphia dad, city with love of broth. Rocky is beating up Philadelphia's dead cow when Russia boxer appears covered in Earth's blood. I defeat the men. Are you men? I am Rocky. My brain is weak, but my body is strong as towels. We fight. If you die, America dies. If I die, Russia dies. If you die and I die, Japan dies, okay? Yo, okay, Adrian! <laughs> First, I do train. We see Rocky knock out a train of cream cheese, Philadelphia's water. <laughs> we see Rocky lift the museum, making the art better. We see Rocky invent jogging to throw away his sweat. He's ready. Let us go now to Punchadelphia. Russia boxer injects himself with pure communism. He grows <laughs> ten extra fists, and his muscles dance so Sovietly. I don't care. I have my heart. Rocky's heart punches Russia boxer. It is Boxing Day. What is this? Ben Folds 5? Day after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very, very good script that Keaton Patty wrote there. Yeah. Go buy his book. Go buy his book. I forced a bot to write this book, AI Meets BS. It's phenomenal. It's incredible. Now I think we can give this a super soft score? Please? Yeah. I That'd think, be great. I think it's finally time. Story and motivation. I'm going to go one. It's funny because we've done this already. We have already done this, but, but it, it was, was more of like a tentative. Right. Uh, of let's see where this is going to go. I don't remember yeah. what this scored the first time. And that's a good thing. Don't tell me. I know what it scored the first time. I don't know how it got there, though. So uh, now I'm curious. Okay. I'm going to go one for story motivation because it is a story kind of big with superpowers. Yes. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. You have this foster kid who is learning how to become part of a family. Right. Uh, one. I think. It's I great. think. I think you're absolutely right. One is appropriate. Hero. I'm going to go one because Shazam's my guy. Shazam is your guy. I can see that. Captain Marvel's my guy. Can we not? I'll take the, the fanboy out of it and I'll go one. How about that? That's because... pretty good. If you forget that he robbed an ATM. At the beginning he did, yeah. When he was starting oh, to figure out his I didn't his know that beginnings don't count. They don't count. We all know that. He's got to <laughs> become the character that he is. I like how he ends up saving the day, not doing the fisticuffs. He does it by right. just being he uses a, a his, troll. His brain, kind of. Right. He uses his, his wit. Okay, 0.75. You're right. <laughs> I hear the tone in your voice, the notes. and it says, you're wrong. Do I get a fanboy bump at all, or no? I feel like you usually naturally get one when you're when you're fanboying. All right, so. fair enough. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> if we go 0.75? 0.75. 
Point seven five on Hero. Right. Fine. Villains. I like Doctor Savannah a lot. Doctor Savannah is He's a badass. One of the biggest bads that there is. We've already in said there are the Shazam stakes. comics, and there are definitely stakes. And I especially like at the end of this thing when he shows up uh, above the uh, Philadelphia, the carnival there. Yeah. And he more or less says, like, when he's looking over it, he's like, you're going to let a lot of civilians die as you hide. I'm going to come down from my mountain with my dog Max here. And Santa's like, oh, shit. I'm going to take Christmas away, (laughs) you stupid Whoville fucks. That is exactly how he says it. He's the Dr. Zavano who stole Christmas. Oh, God. Is that how long is that bit gonna go on? I don't know yet. I'm uh, running out of books. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a mean man. He is. He is. He's <laughs> a mean man. Lightly. He gets the power of the seven deadly sins. Yes. Who I think at the same time he understands that they're using him. Oh, absolutely. But but, but he doesn't seem to care because no. he knows that it gives him a leg up. He's there for the power. Right. I'm going to go one. I think one is appropriate for this He's villain. great. Mark Absolutely. fucking strong. Mark fucking strong. Next one's complicated. Parents or teamwork. I would... Mm, I'm going to lean parents on this one. Really? Because it goes teamwork eventually. Can we go negative? For parents. For parents, because he has several sets of living parents, especially if you include all of his foster parents he's run away from. I don't think we go negative. <laughs> I think we leave it at zero. Okay. Because from what we understand, they're all living. I do think it's important to go parents for this one just because this movie is about him searching for his mom. That's true. And it becomes a teamwork movie. It becomes a teamwork in the very last second. But I don't think that's really the whole. Uh, But then again, the message is family. It is, but we're not talking about family. We're talking about parents. But parents are very important to. team is his family at the end. Superhero origin of everything that's, that's how true. this got started yeah you're absolutely right it's why parents are so involved. parents is the appropriate category yeah so i'm gonna go zero it's a zero because they're all still alive yeah. and they don't want i them. would love to argue anything else but is I that can't. is that a trauma in its own that his mom doesn't want him does that no no she's alive she's just a piece of shit that's on her okay that's fair she intentionally abandons him it's almost like dying it's not okay. she's Living and breathing. And it'd almost be better if she Roger did die. Roger Ebert would take offense to you <laughs> saying that a living person was dead. Mostly because he's dead. Uh, yeah, well, then he can't take offense. No, he can. He'd still find a way. <laughs> and his article on it would be yeah. so full of sass. Oh, it'd be, be so amazing. sassy and scathing, and then he'd make us watch a terrible movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's his move. I feel like I would like this movie if his mom was dead. Yeah, but you wouldn't have the same emotional impact. No, of course not. Female characters. This one's... a little tricky because there's a lot there's a lot and that's saying something yeah, first that, of all that's very very good you have rosa first of all who's the mom she's ish, great Momish. you have the proper mom who's a bitchish she's and then you have yeah mary and you have darla yes and they're both great they're all they're all great except for the one that is really sucky which one's that the mom marilyn batson uh, right exactly uh i like how darla and mary Take the the reins here. I do too. And they become heroes. Heroes, and I like how um, protective Mary is of everybody. Yeah, I like Rosa a lot. Rosa is because great she's a foster mother. I'm gonna go point seven five. I'm going to give Mrs. Batson the point two five knock though. Why exactly are you giving her negative point, or why are you subtracting because of her? Because she dipped the first chance she got to just abandon her kid. But I also understand she was young at the time. Yeah. Does that make her a a not strong female character though? No. No, it doesn't. Um, man. I also really appreciate that there is zero love interest in this movie. I very much love that. 
You know what? I really can't knock the mom for doing what she did. I understand she was young. Yeah. I get that. I mean, there are definitely better ways to go about it, but- Yeah, and she even kind of admits she shouldn't have done that. Right. She's like, I know I'm a shitty person, but like, also, this isn't happening. All right, one. So I think think it's a one. So how about that? Setting. It's flip, 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 Philadelphia. It is Philadelphia, Canada. It is filmed in Canada. <laughs> yes, but. But, uh, no, I, I believe that it's Philadelphia. Even M. Night Shyamalan got a half chub looking at some of those <laughs> <laughs> shots that were done. Yeah, no, I, it feels like Philly. They do a pretty good job. I mean, the, the beer in a convenience store is a little bit of an oversight, but what can you do? What can you do? I, Liquor stores weird. get robbed in Philly, too. Trust me. Yes, they do. <laughs> so what do we think here? I'm going to go one. I thought it was Philly. Through and through. Okay. I thought it was great. I mean, you even get to the point where you have the head of the statue man yes. on the building. And William he falls Penn. and he lands on the love. It is William Penn, isn't it? He lands on the love sculpture. Yeah. Thing. I don't know if geographically that's a thing that could happen. I but... don't care. But and it works. Hey. And you even get the Rocky references to Philadelphia. And that's Absolutely. really important on top of the steps. I understand why Rocky wanted a train to run up these things. Yeah. There, <laughs> there's find... a lot it's of great. steps there. And One, it, it so was perfect done. to set great. up the Keaton Patty. So, Nailed yeah. It. That's right. I want it is. Style and tone. I'm going to go one. I think you're Big right. T- uh, hold on a second. I think that it is important that oh, this dear. is a DC movie. Yeah. And DC movies usually get looked at as the darker side. The of dark things. ones, yes. And the crazy part about it is if you look Marvel, they're very light with the darker hints. If you look DC, they're very dark with the lighter hints. Yes. I think that this one is a damn near perfect merger of the two, if you want to stay within the, the comic book the realm. balance. It really does. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. As they should be, without a snap. I'm going to go, don't do that. We've talked about you snapping. Stop <laughs> it. I'm going to go one five. One five. All right. I think the style and tone of this thing lands so well that it confused a lot of people. I Oh, I agree. And I think that's actually important. I think there are a lot of people who are like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> DC fanboys were like, it's not dark enough. And, and everybody else is like, it's too dark. Right. So I think this thing so, lands yeah. exactly where it needs to be. One five. One I five. Love the style and tone of this movie. Accepted one five. Music. No. 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 Point two five for Queen. Uh but the thing is, like, even when you texted me and said, Oh, that Queen song is where we're gonna promote our January, I was <laughs> like, right. there was a Queen song in the movie. All right, so zero, like I said. Yeah. I needed to try for the Queen. Sure. I mean and you know what? Queen is great. But to use Queen and it still be like, was that in there? It's a problem, I admit. Yeah. You're right. Well, the worst offense about all of this is Benjamin Walfish, who did the, the score. Sure. He cited John Williams and the 1980s Amblin Entertainment films as his inspiration. And to to do that, to be like, oh, yeah, no, like it's it's going to be like, like Superman and it's going to be like E.T. That would be like us saying, hey, let's do a podcast. And let's cite Joe Rogan. I was going to say, it's like Joe Royce and all these other giant podcasts as our inspiration. Yeah, our inspiration lands. Like, what are you doing, Wallfish? You're not even close. And you've worked with Hans Zimmer a lot. Right. Oops. And he he just. Yeah, I'm going to go zero. Zero is appropriate. Nothing. One liners. I want you to answer this one because okay. you are on record. I am on record times now previously saying, saying you were wrong the first time we did it. I'm not going to look at it again now, but I am going to go from the heart to give it a fair take because I know last time I might have been a little hard on it. Having just watched the movie, there are, it's it's one liner heavy, but Very. they're not necessarily 
repeatable or recognizable lines okay. outside of the movie itself. Okay. Which kind of lands me at like a 0.5. I'm like, I'm struggling right now to think of many, if any. I'm leaning more 0.75. Okay. And the ones that really hit hard are the Hadouken. That's sure. There. Well, uh, yeah. And when he's in the liquor store, I'd like to have your finest That beer. is definitely like one. Like that type of thing. Yeah. I think it's great. I think the lay your hands on my staff. Okay. It, it doesn't turn into a one-liner because of the reaction. It's a it. good line. You might be right with 0.5. Yeah. You might be right. Okay. So there's, point... there's some things that have some punch, there, but yeah. overall. There's not a lot of things that if you just quoted it, people would be like, ha, Shazam, right? Oh, nailed it. Got it. Yeah. Now I'm going to go 0.5. Uh, I think it's- point You're five. right. Okay. And now I'm really curious what we gave it last I time. I have no idea. Should I look? Go ahead. Or should we wait? Oh, give it a look. You said you were wrong. I did say I was time. wrong first time. So I'm curious. See. Scrolling up to episode 21, we gave it a 0.5. <laughs> Brian, you were right. Well, so good job. There we go. And finally, our last category, impact on the genre. Now, there's two schools of thought here because it's either huge because of what's to come. Right. Or it's minimal because of what they didn't do. It's huge because Black Adam is about to go into production. Yes. With The Rock. With The Rock. With Shazam 2 already prepped. Yes. And ready to go. Everything it's, is- That is supposed to be filmed and released in 2023. Exactly. So. That's, and that's the problem. Yeah. Is that you're dealing with child actors and you have a Billy Batson who's supposed to say Shazam and then grow up. And turn into an adult. And he's going to be like 18 by the time this thing is done. Yeah. And that, to me, is a problem. But by 2023, they'll probably be so good at de-aging that- No, I've no. seen The Irishman. It doesn't work. Oh, that's the Irishman. Look at <laughs> look at Lola effects and the work they do with Avengers. I'm gonna go with uh, 0.5 as of now. You think it's that low? I don't, but I think it's fair. Okay. Because I I mean, when Black Adam comes out, it was like, man, we should have given Shazam so much more. I think. Yeah, that that seems about right. But if that's the case, then I'll go 0.75 because I mean, it's The Rock. It is The Rock. As a superhero. Yeah. And he's the biggest star on the planet. That is 100% true. Let's go 0.75. I cannot go higher, though. Yeah. And well, and part of the thing of this is The Rock was involved very early from this movie because he was originally supposed to be a villain right. in he, this movie. And, and he's and the then, ex- executive producer on this thing. Yeah. And then they were like, actually, we're going to give you your own movie. And then, of course, COVID happened and all this stuff got delayed. And, of course. But yeah, like this was originally a Rock vehicle that is now- evolved into its own series and part of the DCEU. So I think 0.75 is, is appropriate. Let me ask you this. Before you tell me what the score is, Yeah. for our proper rewatch of this movie, Yes. what did we give this thing on release? We gave this an 8 when we first saw it. Okay. And now? The final score for Shazamigan, 7.5. Okay. It went down half a point. I think that might be appropriate. And I told you that I thought that the, the shine dulled a little bit. So that's I, true. I think that's correct. Yeah. I think that's right where it needs to be. If well, it's still probably a little low, it still feels slow. Goddamn Captain Marvel. It man. feels low, <laughs> but it, it's a very, very good movie. I'd I really liked it at eight. So yeah, I'd recommend this thing to anybody. Either I would way. too. It's, it's a good movie. It's, it's definitely worth a watch. So I guess the next question is Brian, what are we talking about next week? Next week. It has been officially 100 episodes since we talked about kick-ass. Is it really? So I think it's finally time to talk about Kick-Ass 2. Kick-Ass 2. A hundred episodes later, we're going to talk about Jim Carrey and Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's almost two years later. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it feels appropriate. Okay. I've never seen Kick-Ass 2. So. I don't think I have either. 
Now I think about it. I know Jim Carrey's in it. Yes. That's as much as I know about that, that is movie. as far as I know, too. I'm kind of curious. More than anything. Should be interesting to see. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. Kick-Ass 2 next week. Kick-Ass 2. Until then, uh, rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're, you're listening to us on. Like and follow us on all of the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, at Kate Podcasters. Speaking of Facebook, we got some questions. Oh, let's hear them. Kyle Collins from the Experience Guy Podcast wants to know, who's better, Zach as Shazam or Brandon Routh as Soups? Oh. And that's a combo I didn't think I'd ever need to compare. That's fun. And I and this, like it a lot. This is lot. a question that's very much geared toward you. So it I'm going to answer it first. Is. Yeah, please. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I like Zach Levi better. I don't know who I like better. Yeah, that sounds about Brandon right. Brandon Routh is a really, really good Superman. And I think Zach Levi leans into the goofiness a little too hard for uh, oh, the yeah. actual character That's of fair. Captain Marvel. I'm going to go fucking, fucking Zach, though, because this is my boy. Yeah. This is my guy. This, this is, is a rarity here. This is your your hero. Exactly. It's about time. It's like me much. and Oscar Isaacs now, apparently. That's your hero, <laughs> as we all know, with Moon Knight. Yeah. That's exciting. That is very exciting. One was more exciting. What? Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage <laughs> in the Toxic Avenger reboot. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. As of this recording, allegedly. I have so many questions. I do too. And I've never been more excited for anything in Agreed. my life. Agreed. I don't even know where they could go with this, but I also know. I'm in. Literally anywhere. I'm and fully I will in. definitely see it. Absolutely. Micah wants to know which of the Deadly Sin ghosts are you and why? Hmm. Probably sloth. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, what are they again? Uh, you know, the the seven deadly sins that everybody knows. Pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, sloth. I'm going to go lust. I'm gorgeous, baby. Well, that Nailed it. You're about as gorgeous as the lust creature in this movie. Yeah. I love the line when, when he says, thought it'd be hotter. <laughs> yeah, that's what my wife said, too. So it all checks out, actually. Maybe pride. I might be more prideful than I am slothly. <laughs> what is the verb form of or adjectorial? Adject words, man. Is there a sin of not being able to say the words that are in your face? Because you got me. That would be my sin. Michael Carlstrom. He's got a fun one for us. Oh. It's a wed bed we had. Yes. He wants to know. Dr. Savannah. Shazam. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's Captain Marvel. Original. Or the wizard. Shazam. Oh, okay. Well, I'm killing Savannah. Duh. Why? Because Mark fucking Straw. He's evil. Well, he's got uh, that trick eye though. That yeah, he could does. Be oh, you don't know where he's coming from. I hope. Never mind. Nope. Nope. <laughs> he's coming from the same place, but you don't know what direction he's. Going oh, hold to be. on. No, no, no. Yeah. I changed my answer. I am going to fuck Doctor Savannah. I mean, I'm going to bed Doctor Savannah. <laughs> Wait, do R and then G it. Good job. Um, because that. Is an automatic eight way? I don't think they call it an eight way. I think it's called an orgy. At that point, orgy. at that point, it is a proper orgy. Um, but the seven deadly sins, and I mean, lust is there with that long tongue. It'll be hotter. So I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry Zach Levi Shazam, and I'm gonna kill the wizard. I completely 100 <laughs> agree. <laughs> I don't need this bitch ass wizard right? anywhere in my life. Ah, he turns to dust immediately. He seems so needy. He's so tired. He's too. like, I need you to be my hero. It's like uh, hunt harder. You had all this time, 1974 to right. Probably 2019. You only got 56 people who weren't <laughs> worthy. What are you doing, wizard? What are you doing? Yeah, 
Yeah, lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on exactly. Mine. <laughs> and then the fact that he's also a Yoda man because in Empire Strikes Back with Yoda, he's like, I'm vigilant and uh, I'm gonna ride you as a backpack. Ah, oh. and the next movie he's dead. It's like I've lived a thousand years, but now all of a sudden I'm gonna get really old in this short amount of time and yeah. die. Well, that's that's how that species works. The the wizard and Yoda. Yes, that species. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, the, the 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 one who passes down the wisdom and then dies. That's the species. That's nothing. Nope, that is nothing. <laughs> okay. No, the wizard was green and had big ears. I saw it. I that saw was... it too, as we all know. Michael, thank you. There's your answer. That was that was a phenomenal question. <laughs> because it seems obvious at first and then not so much. Right? Our good friend, it's just Kevin wants to know. Oh no. Does Dave's super fandom affect the scores? No. Almost always. Almost always, but this time, no. <laughs> no, this time it didn't. Uh, this no. time, it actually it went down. So. We, uh, we come into this with a very level head. Almost always. Almost. Almost. And it's very, very from the gut. It is. absolutely Every time it's from the gut. Brian's Even the only one who sees the scores as we're doing this. That's I'm just true. Throwing numbers at him and seeing what happens. And then I ask questions to try to push it in one direction or another. Yeah. He's <laughs> very bad at luring, but there you are. Yeah. It's kind of like the post-credits. They're never thought out. <laughs> Until on the moment. That's true. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Start thinking, bud. I'm not ready. <laughs> Thank you all for your questions and comments. If you have any more, you can you can be like Dave Novak and send us an email at katepodcasters at gmail.com or look out for that Facebook post every, every week. That's right. There should be multiple coming up in the next few weeks because we're going to be recording those January episodes. There are. So heads up for those. Know that they're out of order right now. Know that it's January stuff. Yeah. Also, check out our Patreon, where we're doing uh, exclusive content for all of our, our beautiful patrons who are just the best people in the world. They really are. You can listen to all of our content for as little as $1 per month, where we have multiple shows, like the not-so-super shows that we do, yeah. where we've done a whole gamut of things that you've seen posted. Uh, most recently was The Karate Kid. This month is going to be Willy Wonka and The Chocolate Factory. Yes. You can also listen to Batman Animation, where we go through all of Batman Animated Series. You can listen to Blurt and Tourney, which is our tournament special, if you will. Yeah. And you can submit any tournament bracket that you like, and we'll do it. It's absolute madness it's, of the March variety. It is. And <laughs> there's some of our favorite episodes to do, because they take long. no thought at all. We don't look at the brackets for the most part beforehand. We just literally blurt out answers. It's a beautiful thing. Great. We also have the pull list, where we go through comic books. Last month, we did... House of M, because mm-hmm. we are preparing for WandaVision that's coming out January 15th on Disney+. Plus. And coming up this month, we will be doing, or at least before Sometime WandaVision before comes it comes out. We're going to be talking about Vision from Tom King. And it's kind of the things that led up to what will be the inspiration for WandaVision, as we're extremely excited about Very that. excited for that. And we're Can't still wait. debating doing a week-by-week show of WandaVision. Stay tuned. We'll see. Uh, it's only on Patreon. Yeah. Speaking of Patreon... And subscribing, be sure to subscribe to our show on whatever platform you listen to us on so you get that automatic download because we are doing something special with this month's Patreon episode. There is, and that special thing might be hitting on December 25th. That's a strange day, to just a random date to throw that, out. That's Okay, yeah. That yeah. seems like an important date, but I'm not sure why. If you subscribe, you guarantee that you're going to get this gift that comes out on December 25th that might be... Usually only reserved for exclusive Patreon members. Yeah. Who knows? Who? Yeah, I mean, you know, it wouldn't hurt to subscribe just to see what, what's going what's on. What's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Christmas Day, Boxing Day. They're important dates. 
But after that, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. You'll have to ask Ben Folds. <laughs> that's right. You got anything else? I think that's everything. Covered it? Yeah. Scum. Oh, go visit our, our Super Stuff store. Go buy buy that, some merch. That's it. Put our shit on your body, as always. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. But I guess we're going to see you next week for Kick-Ass 2. <laughs> same pod time. Same pod. Hadouken! So, Dave, that is Shazam again. What do you think happens after the credits? What I think happens after the credits again. is that we're <laughs> on uh, a boardwalk, Coney Island. Oh, okay. And Tom Hanks walks up to a Zordon machine. <laughs> okay. And he looks at it, and he starts uh, fidgeting about with this thing. And the machine comes to life, and it just says, Say my name, and the power of, from me will go on you. And he goes, Zordon! And it becomes a, a big Tom Hanks. And right away he looks at it and he goes, how did you do that? You are a toy! <laughs> Brian, pretty good. <laughs> what do you think happens post-credit? I think Mary is really bummed about going to Caltech. She's like, oh, I got in. It's my dream school, but it's so far away. I want to do more of the superheroine. So she's like, I have a plan. We're going to invent our own college to trick our, our foster parents <laughs> Into thinking that I went to college somewhere. Okay. So they all they all shazam up into their adult selves and, and, and put on like hoodies and stuff for their fake college. And it's perfect. And they pose for a brochure cover because because you got a you got a black girl, <laughs> you got an Asian, you've got a Latino, you've got a couple of whites, you know? And they're like, okay, now we have to start distributing these brochures everywhere, but don't bring them to Gino's. Whatever you do, <laughs> don't bring, don't them, to bring them to Gino's. <laughs>